I've done it a lot of times the wrong way. I'm sure that I've been too heavy-handed with biblical stuff for, with people who are not ready or relationally feeling that that's the right way for me to go. It's time Andrea came into my life, I had figured out how to do it the wrong way and learned from doing it the wrong way. And so I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, Holly's just naturally good at that. I wasn't naturally good at it. A lot of my experience was really combative in my family of like argumentative and like winning the argument. And that's really something that I had to lay down and I want to encourage people, you got to lay that down because nobody is coming to Christ at the end of your yelling or wagging finger. That's just not how typically people are won over. Welcome back to Study with Friends. I'm Paige. And today we are beginning the second of a multi-part series focused on apologetics called A Gentle Answer. We hope to have real-life conversations within this series that help you think and answer your questions so you can confidently defend your faith through love and relationships in real-life settings. As apologetics deals more with arguments of faith and defense, there isn't any homework. However, we encourage you to go to our website and listen to our first Gentle Answer series. We hope that our focus on apologetics will give you a well-rounded view of our beliefs and tools to help you engage those tough questions. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can stream us anytime on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And now you can feel more a part of the circle by watching the ladies on YouTube. Now let's begin with a word of prayer. Thank you for bringing us together again. This is my favorite time of the week. Um, I, I just love spending time with the women that you bring around this table. There's so much wisdom um, and so much of your Holy Spirit that, that gets poured out in these conversations. And so I thank you in advance because I know that that's already done. Thank you for each of these women. Thank you for waking us up and giving us minds and hearts for you and help us to uh, honor you in this conversation, Lord, and honor those who would participate in it electronically in whatever format that might be, uh, that we would be glorifying to you um, and be edifying to them and to each other. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I don't like to say good morning because you never know what time people are watching, but it is morning for us. <laughs> so good morning. <laughs> Let's do introductions. Uh, I'm going to start with Andrea because Andrea is the um, seasoned study with friends are. Yeah. And then um, Brooke and Lauren are a little bit newer. Uh, so will you do a quick introduction and then um, I'll let you guys go. Yeah. So the interesting thing, Holly calls me seasoned. However, if I had to bet on it, I am probably newer to my faith than everyone that's sitting in this room right now. So I've been around Holly and around study with friends now for goodness, um, 10 years probably. Um, I met Holly at MOPS, which is a mom's group uh, that meets at churches, all different churches. Um, I did not belong to a church at the time. I had just moved here. I didn't know anyone. I had at that time one son who um, Holly just kind of came into my life and it is absolutely no coincidence. And I look back now and I laugh. So I'm going to try to rein myself in today because I can talk about this topic forever with Don't Holly. Don't rein yourself in. Because we did talk about this topic forever. <laughs> um, but I have two little boys now. Um, in terms of where I am worshiping, I truthfully, you know, COVID, all that kind of changing, online church, kind of looking around. And I am in the middle of exploring and I've actually tried a couple different 
um, churches as of lately, and I'm, I'm seeing where I'm going to fit in. Mm-hmm. But um, I obviously, you know, Christianity and, you know, following the truth in the Bible, it's just mm-hmm. kind of seeing now where my new home might end up uh, being. That's yeah. good. Uh, I'm Brooke. Um, I have just recently <laughs> met Holly within the past couple months, but it's like a kindred spirit friend, and I'm excited to get to know you women today. Um, I've grown up in the church uh, and was raised in a Baptist background, but now I go to a non-denominational church that my parents are the pastors of, actually, um, which is a fun, interesting testimony. Uh, but long story short, it's non-denominational, but if it could be categorized, it's a little bit more on the charismatic side because um, we believe in a lot of the truth of the Word of God um, in both the New and Old Testament. Uh, so it's awesome, and I love it. Yeah, I love your, well, I don't want to tell too much about our personal journey, but I appreciate your connectedness to the Holy Spirit, Brooke, and I've shared that with you. Um, so Brooke has a, a special anointing of the Holy Spirit. And isn't afraid to spill it out onto people around her. And I love that. I love that. Lauren? I'm Lauren. <laughs> um, I was also raised in the church. I was also raised Baptist. Um, I am in a Presbyterian church. I'm in the EPC. And I have a boy and a girl. Very little. Very little, yes. <laughs> my boy just turned three and my girl just turned one. So that, that. awesome phase. And I'm Holly. Everybody already knows me, so I won't get into all that. Uh, Okay, so today we're talking about, um, continuing to talk about um, difficult questions, challenges, um, doubts that we have um, about the Bible or about Christianity or that we have been presented with by seekers and skeptics um, in our lives. And that, that can come in a lot of different flavors. Uh, I have shared many times, but I'll share again. Um, there are a lot of, uh, skeptics in my own family. I think that's probably why I'm so passionate about apologetics because, um, I didn't, I was raised in a family that loves to argue, not in a negative way, like really in a very kind of, (laughs) well, I don't know if I should say healthy because sometimes voices are raised and names are called, but healthy because it's really a debate um, and there's really no relational casualties no matter what we argue about and I didn't realize that that was sort of special uh, until I experienced other people's families who or other people would come around our family and hear us just I mean you you can't gather my family without some heated debate coming up we love it and so um, people were like thrown off by that you know like are they gonna start hitting each other like my dad and his brother like yelling just yelling at each other um but uh yeah so I I didn't realize it was kind of jarring to other people (laughs) but um that's kind of our love language I don't know just I guess um inspiring each other to think critically and um defend what we really believe and not have shallow beliefs but really um I think they would they would maybe phrase it differently, like, don't be a BSer. Like, if you're going to say something, really know it or be sure about it or really believe it. And um, so very low tolerance for BS in my family, which caused me to, when I became um, a Christian, so we were, I was raised, my brother and I were raised in the church, but sort of nominally 
um, Sunday Christians and um, I often say that my mom I really think had high hopes that the church would help to keep me on track because I was um, a handful and um, uh, but you know that kind of faith uh, and so when I became a deeper believer and started sharing those things at family gatherings or talking about those things and being challenged on those things as a young believer, um, let's be honest, my pride caused me to go back and really dig in because I didn't want to lose those arguments and I didn't want to be made a fool of in front of my, you know, uh, especially the, my father's generation who are just so, so smart and very critical and also quite atheist um, and so that's my background coming to, you know, 20 years later, uh, sitting with you all, um, and really unpacking these things together. Um, I think it's so important that each of us in the church has some level of equipping to cope with these doubts because we all experience them, whether you have a family like mine or not, we all experience them. And maybe we're experiencing them in the quiet of our heart, uh, which I'm going to say I think is a, l a little bit toxic. Like I think you have to, to bring those out and talk to people about them and air them out and put, the, put them in the light um, or else they can really eat at you. Doubts can eat at you. And, and, uh, and I'll also say with, with certainty, um, God can stand up to your doubts and questions. So don't, don't keep them hidden in your heart from any, oh, I should already know this or a good Christian would already believe this. Like just I would like to dispel with all that, um, at least around this table, because... I just feel like ask the questions. Uh, they deepen your faith. They don't shake your faith. They deepen your faith. Um, not asking them can shake your faith. Not and not bringing them out into the light, and and talking to them. And 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 I truly believe that, you know, when you have these questions and doubts, God will bring people into your life if you seek them out. God will have people in your life to address them. He's not um, about not being known by you. Um, he wants to be known. Uh, and so it's been a it's been a lot of incredible times of intimacy, really digging, digging into this with the Lord and being like, I don't know about this one, you know, and I'm going to need you to walk me through this because I don't like it or I don't I don't understand it. And I think God really honors that. So I'd love to be able to do more of that around the table today. Um, at some point, whenever the conversation organically gets there, where we're going is today hopefully <laughs> Brooke was here last time we were going here last time too but we never got there so that's okay with me I'm this, these are important conversations and I think each of you brings such a great perspective that I'm willing to let it go wherever it goes uh, but where we may end up sometime today is uh, talking just about a few things that can help us um, understand the truth of the Bible because that's one question um, that I have gotten quite a bit. How can you know the Bible is true? And so we'll talk a little bit about that. So we're really going through some basics. Um, looking forward to a guest teacher next time we sit down who will help us understand more about how the canon <laughs> came to pass. That's Lauren. Sneak, uh, sneak peek. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, so, uh, you know, some basic questions, but, but really at no point should you feel held back to say, here's a question that... Um, that I've experienced and and we'll cope with it at some point, I promise. So so that's where, um, that's sort of framing the conversation today. I'd love to start then uh, by shutting up and letting you guys uh, talk a little bit about um, what are some questions that you've experienced, doubts you've had yourselves, anything you want to share from your own journey. Um, 
<laughs> uh, you, she knows. Um, I prepped her. I'm not. I'm not pouncing on her. Um, or, or f- you know, friends and family, whatever. You know, just let's air out some of the things that we think are pretty common that would ex- extend beyond this circle, so that the people we're ministering to with this um, can be um, edified by it as well. So now it's now the floor is yours, ladies. Feel like you're on the hot spot. I am. Literally, <laughs> I was hoping someone else would go, but okay, I'm just gonna jump in. So, super, super quick backstory. So you girls know, and yeah. so everyone else knows out there. Um, so, like I had mentioned, I had met Holly. She was actually speaking at our at our mops meeting, and that's how I got connected. I was I was leading it. I was connected with her, so we kind of just got to know each other very on the surface. At the same time, there was another mom in the group who was. I don't even know what is the right word evangelizing Mm. and she always used a lot of language that made me feel very uncomfortable it was almost it was it was very much what's the term christianese am i saying the right (laughs) term that's good yeah and honestly it made me want to run in the other direction instead of Mm. want to learn more and listen it was it was very much kind of talking down almost Mm. about you know just because I didn't know things, because, you know, I didn't necessarily believe all of the same things or because I had questions. Um, it was just basically like, no, you need to like, no, you have to be a believer. Like, no. Mm -hmm. And it was, it made me like actually really want nothing to do with the faith if I'm going to be completely honest. So I I had her working in my life in one area, um, really kind of forcing and pushing, Mm -hmm. you know, the Bible at me quite literally. Um, but then at the same time, I had my friend Holly, who I was meeting, and it was very organic. It was, you know, like, hey, you know, it was really nice to meet you. She knew I had young kids at the time, you know, I was in that season, or kid at the time, that season of like, ah, so like we would go to a park, and we would meet up, and, and just talk, and it became a conversation. It was not her even asking me, uh, that I didn't realize at least, so maybe it was, and I honestly don't know. Um, it probably was. But we just started having conversations, and it was not uncomfortable, and it was not me feeling like, you know, I was being judged, because that's really what it was. I felt like I was being judged in the other setting, and it didn't feel good. It felt very uncomfortable, and it was a place I didn't want to be, versus we would have, like, conversations. Um, Oh, gosh. Like... So many. (laughs) So I don't even know where to start. Difficult conversations. And Holly just talk like we just talked it was never I was never meant to feel like I didn't know something or like everyone else knows that how do you Mm. not know that or how do you not believe that Mm. um and a lot of my questions were were very on the surface at first right like so some of the questions were super it was like stories of the bible like I I could Mm. not get around like how were the animals on the ark not killing each other yeah. like so you have That's each question <laughs> each species right yeah. how are the lions not eating the gazelles like mm-hmm. that as i mean as silly as it was and even to this day because i do live with um you know i don't not everyone in my life they're they're skeptics i guess i'll mm-hmm. take um so sometimes i still get asked questions and i don't know the answer to them to be completely honest right. um I did go to my pastor at one point and ask the question about Noah's Ark. I don't know if I've ever asked you, Holly, so I want to hear the Girl, answer. Well, I don't know all the questions you <laughs> so asked me. It's a long journey. I can't, I don't have them all tracked. <laughs> I loved all your questions, but I just kind of took them as they came. So I don't remember. I'm sorry. So I was told, like, 
God more or less kind of pacified the animals and I don't want like put them under a spell kind of so that they weren't eating one another. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Um, I so there, there was what I would call stories of the Bible, which my kids still say it, which is funny. So I always kind of try to steer them to be like, well, no, it's real. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, but there was that. And then, you know, Jonah and the big fish Mm -hmm. where, how did he really live inside of a fish for three days? And then the fish spits you out. So like that part was really hard for me. And I still get people, my kids actually asking me these questions as we read like the children's Bible. Why is it the Jonah stuff comes up all the time? (laughs) What is the deal with Jonah? I I guess because they the three days in the fish. This is such a common one. Yeah. Like, why do people get stuck on Jonah? Because <laughs> how are you living in a fish for three days? Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, do you want me to address that right now? Is yes, that what's I would love for anyone to address this because my kids, I was asking them, and they knew I was coming here for this. So I'm like, so what are some of the questions? Oh, you got, you're bringing oh, your kids' questions. That's good. Prepared. Okay. That's awesome. And I was like, ooh, I'll Wait, let me put one. a bookend <laughs> on your sharing of the journey because let me share. Can I? Yes. My memory of you um, was that you came to me right after I spoke and you said, um, I have some questions. Could we meet for coffee sometime? And I was like, yes. I mean, <laughs> I love that. I was like, are you kidding me? And once she all, oh, that was it. I pursued her because I was like, let's get together again. You want to get together again? Let's keep talking. Do you have any, but it wasn't in a crazy stalker way. And no, that was the thing. Thank you yeah. for was, saying that. It was really, but when I, when it sounds like, like you started it, she in did. a way, she like opened in it. a formal way, mm-hmm. like she had that's awesome. kind of made herself available to mm-hmm. you. And like, that's a big deal. Yes. You're not just chasing after this person. Who Correct. Was do Correct. It. But this is a little bit what I would thank you for. pointing. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. girls for pointing out that I'm not a stalker. Click people turn off their radio. And, um, <laughs> This is what I was saying um, in the beginning. I think that when we have questions and doubts, God does bring people into our lives. Andrea and I were complete strangers. And she was prompted, I would say now by the Holy Spirit, to come up to me and say, I have some questions. And she must have seen me as someone who I have no idea what I spoke about that day. I have no idea. But she must have thought that I might be somebody who could help her explore these questions. And by the time, and I want to say this, I've done it a lot of times the wrong way. I'm sure that I've been too heavy handed with biblical stuff for, with people who are not ready or relationally feeling that that's the right way for me to go. So I appreciate you saying that I did it the right way with you. One of the reasons that I wanted you to be part of this series, and I shared this with you beforehand, is because by the time Andrea came into my life, I had figured out how to do it the wrong way. And learned from doing it the wrong way. And so I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, Holly's just naturally good at that. I wasn't naturally good at it. Um, Remember that I shared that a lot of my experience was really combative in my family um, of like argumentative and like winning the argument. And that's really something that I had to lay down. And I want to encourage people, you got to lay that down because nobody is coming to Christ at the end of your yelling or wagging finger. That's just not how typically... Uh, people are won over. And so uh, that's my personality is really to defend and to debate, which I love to do also. Like if, if, if God has mercy on me and brings me a true atheist or skeptic that we can invite into the circle, I would love to do it. I, can, I would love to do it in that way as well. Uh, but when it comes to, I always say that apologetics, and I love the big apologetics guys. Like, in fact, I've I've collaborated with some of them, William Lane Craig and 
uh, you know, Jay Warner Wallace. I love a debate on a stage with an atheist. I love it. But that's not typically how apologetics is done. Typically apologetics is done. Um, we've, we went to the Burger King playground a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, um, we went, yeah, there was a lot of playground apologetics with you there because was. your kids were young. Barnes um, and Noble train table. Yes. Ah. The train table. That's right. <laughs> so you're know, meeting people and just being in relationship with them. That to me is where, um, successful, and, and, and there's a complete intersection between apologetics and just, um, I hate to use the word evangelism, but, but that's really what it is, is witnessing and sharing your faith. That really happens like on a couch with a friend over coffee in a Starbucks at a playground, not typically in a debate format. And so it took me a while to figure that out, like that, that you really weren't going to argue somebody um, into a loving relationship with Christ, but that, and so I'm so thankful for you. I mean, I, I've shared with you that I think often about the journey between you and I, when I think about how to frame these things, because it was successful with Andrea, you know, like, and she, and of course I wasn't the only person in her life doing this work. And that's the other thing that we have to remember is God brings many workers to the field. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that too, but, um, I remember you asking me, can we, you know, hang out? Like, can, can we go to coffee? And I was like, yeah. And, um, and two big questions that you, you're talking about Jonah and Noah. Okay. But I remember really difficult questions that you asked me as we go along the journey. One of, one of them was, if I was like, okay, we're making progress because she said, she texted me, <laughs> this is what I love about Andrew. She'd be like, she just text me out of the blue. I need to talk to you. I have questions. I need, we need to get together. Okay. So we get together and she says, okay, I'm on board with God, but I'm a hundred percent not sure about this <laughs> Jesus thing. And uh, I was like, okay, okay, okay. Progress. And I often oh. joke, uh, jokingly refer to the fact that Andrea is a fitness instructor. Oh, and, um, cool. and so when she wants to go for a walk with me, it's not really a walk <laughs> no, <it's not>. per <laughs> se. It's like, um, a, a, a run. Yeah. Um, I would say, so she's moving <laughs> fast. And so I remember once we went to the mall, I wrote that one down. and she, um, she was like, why do bad things happen? Why, why is there evil in the world? Like, why do children get molested if we serve a good God? And I'm like, can't even breathe because she's walking me so fast. And I said, Andrea, we can either walk this fast or I can answer this question. I cannot yeah. do both. Yeah. So <laughs> I just needed a little bit of breath, but you, you asked, you have asked many challenging questions and I think God loves that and honors that. And so even if we're believers, I think God honors and loves when we ask questions that are really hard because we're showing a level of faith that there must be an answer. God just help me find it. Hi, this is Jan with Study with Friends. We are a weekly Bible study just like the one you find at your local church. If you're not involved in one, we encourage you to find a Bible-based church home. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent his disciples out to preach the word and he instructed them, freely you have received, so freely give. We believe these words apply to us here at Study with Friends, so we have created many resources for you at our website, studywithfriends.org. Just like those disciples that relied on the generosity of others, we likewise are 100% donor-supported. 
If you have been particularly blessed by any of the resources we've worked hard to provide, would you consider donating to our ministry? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us, and no amount is too small. If you're willing to give, we'd be grateful and thankful to have it. You can donate one time or become a monthly partner on our website, studywithfriends.org, front slash donate. We always love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at info at studywithfriends.org. You can find us on YouTube or connect with us via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It is always an encouragement to hear what you have to say and how this ministry is touching your life. We'll see you next time as we study with friends. Friends.